Hello and welcome to another session of Faithful Leaders. I'm really pleased to be joined by Gurdip Singh here of Gurdwara Aid. Gurdip, welcome. Thank, Thank you for joining us today. And happy news, you've just married, managed to have a family wedding, I hear. I have, yes. My daughter got married about three weeks ago. So we timed it just right after the sort of um, easing of uh, the, the numbers of people. And uh, but we still had 200 people at the wedding. That's that's really that's that's an achievement. That's an achievement in itself. And no complaints from neighbours, I hear, which is. Uh... No, no, I was very lucky that the neighbours didn't moan, considering we did have a tent there for about three weeks. So, um, yes, I was I was very lucky. Oh, that's good. That's really good. So uh, for listeners who have joined us before, you'll know our basic format is our, our, our quiz going a little bit. We'll have a bit of conversation about faith. Uh, in the development of, of our lives, but also about how it's been a thing in terms of COVID lockdown. Just a date stamp this. Uh, it's with, towards the end of August 2021. Um, so Gurdip and I have been bumping into each other on various Zooms. We have not yet met in person, have we? We haven't. <laughs> no, and Gurdip's going to give me a tour of uh, various Gurdwaras in my, my area, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be well... Uh, sorted out um, in that sense when we can finally meet and that kind of thing. So, so going just coming to that first question then, um, faith. How how would you say your faith um, has shaped you uh, for who you are at the moment? Um, maybe looking up until 19, uh, 2019, and then we can deal with the pandemic after that. But how how's your faith shaped shape the person you are today? Um, I mean, I think my faith, really, everything that I do is shaped around it, if I'm honest with you, because I grew up in a sort of fairly religious, uh, you know, um, upbringing. My parents were both very religious. My grandmother, who lived with us at the time, she was a baptized Sikh. So I had all those um, sort of religious values installed in me, which were really sort of more worldly values rather than sort of strict Sikh values, I should say. You could take them out and put them into any faith and they would work, I think. And that's what I've sort of stuck with. So I'm not extremely strict on some things. I'm open to discussion on just about everything. And, um, you know, um, at the heart of it, the um, whether it's being compassion, which people have been talking about, is very, very close to us. And, of course, community service, and we'll talk about COVID, is, is very, you know, close to Sikhs in, in the sense of doing um, selfless service to others in need. So it's it's uh, it's kept me in good good uh, shape. I think I've not uh, wandered one way or the other. Um, so I, I, as you know, I'm I'm a teetotaler. I'm a vegetarian, which uh, a lot of people get surprised. I think so, but I, I don't say no to anybody that offers a bottle of wine like my neighbours did. I just sort of you know give it to someone else when the time comes. <laughs> that, that which probably actually promotes you having more and more friends. So um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, true. So. You're in um, a relatively unique position in terms of your connection with Sikhs throughout the UK in, in the form of Gurdwara Aid. Tell us a little bit about Gurdwara Aid and, um, and how it came about and, and what your kind of, I suppose, your day-to-day activity is with that. Well, so, I mean, one of the, um, I was working for a Sikh channel. Um, actually, it was the first Sikh channel in the UK around 2010. And I worked for them about four years and then I decided to leave when I had a granddaughter. So I haven't worked for about seven years. Then I felt that I should be doing something, even if it wasn't paid. So a colleague of mine called Mandeep Singh 
and myself, we set up an organization, a charity, actually. Initially, we were going to set up as a charity. Then we decided to set it up as a CIC, a community interest company, and uh, called Gurdwara Aid. And the idea was to actually help Gurdwaras who weren't following procedures or didn't know much about the law or didn't even realize that they should be registered as a charity. Um, and, you know, you could the benefits you get, whether it's gift aid, maybe you get some discounts on your rates and all those sort of things. Yeah. So we there are uh, in that there's there's about 300 Gurdwaras in England. So we um, you know, put out basically a flyer telling people this is what we do. And that's how it came into it. It wasn't really a money making exercise. It was just, hey, we'll help. Um, so we, have, we we made a website um, and we started to do actually we do about three Gurdwara's gift aid for them. Um, okay. as, but we don't really want to do it, if I'm honest. We, we, we'd like to help them so then they could do it themselves right. rather than us carrying it on. So that was the sort of intention. And then we started to do um, uh, policies, especially uh, child protection, vulnerable adults. These policies don't exist. Mm. Lots of Gurdwara's. Um, they're not even aware of them. So because there's a cultural element to how yep. people react to children. So we were just trying to highlight those. So and that's how it was actually sort of it came into existence. And it's been going quite well, actually. Yes. And, and you you have a regular call. Was that something that happened just within the covid period or because uh, I know you've you've often we've had a conversation. You said you've got a call with Guerrero's coming up. Um, was that something you'd already instituted before COVID kicked in? So, no, we never had the Zoom calls before COVID. We used to send out messages or our newsletters used to go to Godavars and then they would contact us. Um, you know, we wrote some policies for some Godavars who had political speakers, but were criticised for allowing it because charities aren't meant to be political. Yeah. So yeah. you can actually come on the stage of a Godavara and say, come and vote for me. So right. all the councillors and, you know, even Boris Johnson has, have been to Godavaras. They can't go around promoting their party. And I don't think lots of Godavaras actually knew that. So yeah. we've been writing policies for that. But um, before that, before COVID, actually, last March, we weren't holding regular weekly meetings. And that triggered that for us because there was a lot of information coming regarding COVID. But uh, the Sikhs or in generally are not only a language barrier, but they couldn't quite understand how the COVID restrictions affected them in a Gurdwara. Right. Because unless you've been to a Gurdwara, you wouldn't know actually what happens and what things are shared, for example. Yeah. And, and how they bow before the scriptures. Mm. Um, it's not something you do in a church because in a church you go with your shoes on, you don't cover your head. So there are lots of cultural yeah. um, religious differences that have to take into consideration. And I'm not sure in the early days, you know, I'm not sure even the government or uh, departments know about those sort of things. No, I, I certainly think that that was so, having been part of some of those discussions. And of course, part of the interesting um, discussion, if you remember, uh, probably June, July last year was defining private or individual prayer and how that related to Dushan in Sikh setting, which uh, I, I had a variety of interpretations. I, uh, was that was that a big part of your discussions with people? How to? Yeah, I mean, when we used yeah we used to have the debates about how we think you know uh, even from the point of how many people should be at a marriage, even the distances. Um, we, we give a pudding out, it's called Grabrashad, every time someone comes to the Gurdwara, and we, we, they're usually, you know, given by hand, so that was stopped, you had to put them into plastic bags, I mean, there's a lot of changes, there's also, uh, on the scriptures, they use a fly whisk, 
which is a, a form of service that people do. So you had to pass it from one person to another. Even that yeah. was coming into question that you shouldn't really be doing. We'd identified hotspots at a Gurdwara. So we were just passing that information that we'd sort of done like, on the roundtable meetings to as many Gurdwars as we could. Yeah, yeah. So would you say that the work you were doing well it obviously changed but did it increase do you think you know were, were you a man the yeah, yeah one of the biggest things that we did was we wrote i think we were probably one of the first um, Sikh organizations to write a risk management a risk assessment for gurdwaras which a lot of them hadn't actually even thought about because yeah. it, was, it was fast moving i mean people yeah. couldn't quite think okay what's the government saying here so we had done a risk assessment with a number of people and it was um, you know, a lot of time and effort was spent. So Gurdwars were downloading that and using those um, to see, you know, where they take their shoes off, what they should do, whether you should have wash your hands, um, the distances, how you should mark them. And of course, Kirtan, which is the singing of hymns in, in, in a Gurdwara, is, is a part of, you know, uh, the service. So yeah. there's a discussion about it's, it's not the same as choir singing because you've got yeah. individuals singing at the front. So there's a question about how they should sing. You should put uh, glass frames in front of them. Um, so all those sort of recommendations and even to the point where where do you get these glass frames, which now appear in all shops and so on. So, um, you know, can you make them at home through B&Q or whatever? And so, yeah, it was it was an interesting time with the, with the restrictions coming along. And then, of course, the biggest thing in Godwas was the concept of lunga, which is the sure. free food that we serve that had suddenly had to stop. Unless yeah. you're providing food outside, uh, whether to the NHS, to the hospital, to people that needed them in a the shelter. So that was a very, very big thing. And just, yeah. just elderly people going, I think, was an issue. What what percentage do you feel, uh, some unfair question to ask us, of, of Gurdwara's found a way to still provide Lunga and, and what kind of, and what just kind of said, no, we're, we're closed up and for a period of time in terms of those initial periods. Well, I, I think initially some of the Gurdwaras didn't take it seriously, but they were very far and few. Yeah. One thing it proved to, to, to me was that the demographics of a Gurdwara, if there was a very old pop, population, they basically stopped and said, look, because you're, you're very vulnerable. The Gurdwaras where they had youngsters running in the committees and they were the ones saying, oh, no, 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 we don't need to listen to everything the government is saying. And they kept it probably going a bit longer until the COVID you know, numbers started to increase. Right. So right. at the end, I would say all did follow. Um, I'd be very surprised. I didn't come across many that did start off by saying, no, we're not going to do it. But even they at the end decided that, no, it's not worth it. And, and there was I picked up from some of the conversations I had and this would be uh, certainly within the, the Sikh group that we were both part of, uh, the focus group, but potentially, I suppose, it related to other uh, faiths as well, that, that to some extent the size, age um, of Gurdwaras meant that some felt able to staff and marshal, uh, steward kind of things, where others really struggled with some of that. Was that, what kind oh, of proportions no, no. was that? That was, no, that was very true, because the larger Gurdwaras, um, and for example, Gravesend is a good example, they carried on the Langar because they were supplying it to the local hospital, about 4,000 tubs a day, I think. Wow. Then, um, so they were given the go-ahead by the council itself, but you can wow. carry on food 
and you can deliver it. Um, because you, uh, you remember in the early days, the stories of nurses going to Sainsbury's and finding no food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember there's one YouTube where this lady was really upset off doing a 12 hour shift. So the Sikhs then started to think, OK, well, we, we should help the NHS. So they started to supply um, general food as opposed to the food that they make in the in the Gurdwara itself. OK, um, but, but you are right that the bigger ones were easier because they had more people and they could manage things. They could control it. They made sure that sanitizing was used everywhere they made sure that you know the two distant the two meter rule was applied the smaller ones just thought it was easier look we haven't got the staff we won't be able to do it so they just basically closed um, the doors and do you think that 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 in some ways that gives a little bit of insight of of things to to come in terms of one of the things i've heard of is that increasingly sometimes good wires are established in one part but people don't necessarily live so close to where it was established and do you think there there may have been a a sign that some of those large gurdwaras may continue, but some of the smaller ones will struggle to come back again? Or do you not think that's a problem? Is everyone opening up and getting cracking again? Well, I, I did I didn't think that. Had you, had you asked me the question six months ago right. or eight months ago, I would have said yes, they were going to actually struggle. But um, one thing which the gurdwaras started doing was looking at methods of how to bring income without going to the Gurdwara. So people uh, started setting up DDs, which is a very yeah. unusual thing to do. Okay. Um, so that was one concept. People have started to use, for example, the swipe card, like we do in shops, yeah. rather than coming physically with money. So there has been a change or a shift in how right. people think of donating money, uh, which, which I think is for the better. Yes. Um, but I haven't heard of a single Gurdwara closing, right. because uh, I did think that they would. And my, and my initial thoughts were that, it, they won't be they won't be able to sustain it, but the banks have been quite good with the larger good ones where they've uh, deferred the payments um, that were quite large to wow. let's uh, rather than having it over 25 years let's have it over 30 years in terms of mortgage payments. <laughs> yes. The mortgage payments have been okay. Well, well, we'll give you a bit of a discount, pay what you can, but let's let's review it in a year's time, and that has helped them as well. Right. So I don't have a single good one that's closed because of COVID, um, but not everybody has started to come back. Yeah. So the other thing is not back fully, you know, on all cylinders. Let's go. I, that hasn't happened either with the elderly population. That's interesting. So, so, so that's some, some very practical things. And I appreciate you uh, giving us that reflection of what you thought was going to be the case and what it's not the uh, what is not the case. It's not often you hear someone say, "Listen, I, I, I potentially got it wrong." So, you know, we'll, we'll mark that's a red red letter day. Uh, but um, obviously, well, sorry, from my perspective particularly with um, the, the provision of food has been a key factor, um, but also the whole lorry driver kind of marooned uh, Christmas Eve, all those kind of things going on. Salvation Army are involved, but obviously the Sikhs. One of the benefits, of course, of Sikhism is there is a certain visual uh, side to, to Sikhs um, yes. going about. Um, but it feels to me that there's been a very strong and positive image of Sikhs during this period of time, particularly in terms of community service that people now know about and they know about acts of service and things like that. Do you think, would, would you agree that that's the pace of things has changed in terms of, or, or the awareness has grown within UK society in that sense? Oh, um, yeah, definitely. I think that um, the Sikh Gurdwaras can play a much bigger role in the community 
and the COVID has highlighted that. Um, and where, for example, in my area, if I look at Hitchin in Hertfordshire, I don't think that the Gurdwaras here have been very forthcoming with the community at large. What, what this has opened up is that they do have large facilities, whether it's kitchen yeah. facility, whether it's, for example, some Gurdwaras have started to give blood with the NHS they're working more yeah. exclusively with. So it's opened up other avenues that they should actually now think about using. Because Sikhs were never meant to be, Sikhism was never meant to be just for Sikhs themselves. Some of their services are meant to be for the community that they live in. So, for example, when I hear news of in an area that, you know, children are going to school in the morning without having a full breakfast, to me, well, the Sikh community, if it's in that area, should provide it. If they can provide food on a Sunday, they should be looking at things like that that can help. So um, it gives them time to engage, I think. Um, and that's what has been good for me and is reflected on lots of other um, Sikh Gurdwaras in England. Um, because where there's lots of Sikhs, it's, it's very difficult because there's no one else from a different community. But a lot of the small towns like Hitchin or Letchworth, where I live in, they, they, they can help in the community at large, I think. And, and the community realise whether it's the police, the NHS, you know, I think there are a lot. I mean, I've, I'm about to become a trustee of the hospice, a local okay. A charity that we have so it's uh, i think it's opened everyone's eyes oh no no sikhs are actually quite welcoming because yeah. you passed the the, the sikh Gurdwara. in the past you might think okay well i might pop in now for have a cup of coffee or right. tea you know I, I think it has it, it is showing a slight different tone to people in, in, in looking at Gurdwaras. and so it seems almost i think from, from what you're saying in part of what you're saying is not only is there's been awareness of the the non-sikh community of of uh possibilities potentially within uh, Sikhi, but also that um, that actually Sikhs themselves are seeing themselves as part of a solution. Um, yes, I mean, so Sikhs were never meant to be, as far as I can understand, be isolated. They, they, just, they just feed themselves. I mean, where that concept's come from, I don't know. Feed, they're meant to feed others, not themselves. Yeah. So, yeah. And in fact, I'll give you a good example. I went to the Golden Temple two years ago. Okay. The locals at the Golden Temple never eat at the temple, at the Gurdwara. They insist wow. that this is the food made here are for people that have traveled. So in England, it's the reverse. People go on a Sunday because it's your locals having some nosh. Well, they should be thinking about, hey, we should be looking at those who are vulnerable, mm-hmm. those who don't have a meal. Okay, you know, some areas are more affluent than others, but and it's yeah. not you don't usually find lots of beggars, I will say, in Hitchin or Letchworth. I've not seen many people on the road sitting begging for food, but there are areas of that where you can help. So it, it, it's, it's made them think, I think, as well about their faith, about what, you know, what we should be doing. That's interesting. So I suppose that neatly brings us up on to the future and recovery and rebuilding, Gurney. We're obviously in a time where it kind of feels maybe like the pause before the storm. We are seeing uh, some creeping up of unemployment, but maybe not to the extent that we expected. Uh, there is the Brexit factor, which is always uh, kind of chucked in there as well, which I think is kind of two of the unknowns. Um, do you have a sense, again, slightly unfair question to ask you unprepared, but do you have a sense of what the future has in in for for Sikhs within the UK and, and how potentially there could be an interface or a role within recovery? 
Well, I hope that if the government's going to have roundtable meetings with faith leaders, that it really pushes hard by asking the Sikhs what they can offer, because they have large facilities, as we've just discussed, that can be used. Um, so not only because of the COVID period, but generally. And I think that the Sikhs themselves should be up for helping in any way that they can. Um, so if There has been quite a, a significant effect, isn't there, with faith institutions and faith locations used for vaccination. That's been kind of one of the key things. No, and, and that, I was going to come on to that. So there are a number of Godwaters that have put their names forward to use as vaccination centres, and not because they didn't want to use them, but I know, for example, Hounslow Gurdwara has been one where they've been regularly holding vaccine centres. So those facilities, you know, the government, when they have their meetings around it, they should be looking at facilities and, and they give them free of charge. There's no cost yeah. to it. That's the other thing. There's no cost to the government in saying, um, you know, you just got to wheel in your um, uh, your beds or your chairs and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I look at other centres where, they, where they're paying an arm and a leg. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. There's a cost factor behind the scene as well. No, I think they have a, have a big, not only Sikhs, I think generally faith leaders have a big part to play. And I think that the government, when they have these meetings, should actually involve them right from the beginning to say, OK, what can we do? I mean, when I was asked about the number of Gurdwaras coming forward for vaccine centres, I had a list of about 25 Gurdwaras throughout England, and yeah. only of which 10 were used because the NHS had already decided to use others. So it wasn't they couldn't use them, but they came out to see the facilities, the parking facilities, the yeah. you know, going in, coming out, all that, and they were very happy with it. And that's mm-hmm. why they used Hounslow was a good one, and Gravesend's another good one. All the big Gurdwaras can handle large amounts of people coming in and out yeah no that's good and in terms of economic recovery what do you think any thoughts can we birth a plan here between you and i for for seek led economic recovery (laughs) what do you mean for for the country itself for the country itself it happens here in this interview yeah yeah we no, i mean we've got people have got to go back to work i assume buy things like and that's the only way to recover isn't it I'm sure, I'm sure that um, you know Rishi Sunak's looking at ideas of how to get money into into the government funding. So increasing, you know, VAT, paying extra money, and so on. I mean, I say to good lawyers, make sure you claim gift aid because that's something which the government's giving you. Yeah, um, yeah. and a lot of them don't. So right. we've got a big plan to do that with with good lawyers. Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Well, listen, I've had uh, taken plenty of your time beyond what we should have been. So I want to thank you, Gerdy, for joining us and thank uh, listeners for joining us. If if you have managed to find this podcast by various different means um, and you're wondering if there's others, there are others on our website. So do check out www.faithaction.net. Um, and Gerdy, do you want to just give the Goodwara Aid um, address so people can find and, and see what you guys are up to? Yeah, so our website is www.gurdwaraaid.com. And you'll find all of our presentations for the past year and all of our risk assessments, anything else that we've done um, under uh, under the project name. Um, So, yeah, I'll be glad if anyone's got any questions for me. They're more than happy to contact us. Thank you very much.